When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Talking City podcast from the Manchester Evening News. I'm your host, Rich Fay. I'm delighted to be joined by Simon Bykowski. Hello. And by special guest, Chris Slater. Hi. Nice to have you both here. Uh, we expect it. We were getting slats in because today was meant to be a bumper West Ham special. Yeah. Storm Cara. We'll call it Cara? Kiara? Call it whatever you want, mate. Call it one. Ruined the weekend for, for all of us. Uh, yeah, the match, still a bit of debate I've seen on social media, should it have gone ahead or not? Do you think it was the right decision to postpone it when they did? <laughs> uh, yeah, really. I mean, as as quickly as possible. It's very difficult when you've got a team travelling up from London. I think West Ham had already made it, but obviously not. Their fans hadn't made it, um, and people coming up to cover the game hadn't made it. So, I, I don't know, it was a funny one, because I didn't really think much of it on Saturday night. And then I woke up on Sunday morning and was like, oh yeah, this game could be off. Um, I mean, maybe that's just not, that, that's just me, but I'm not paid to think of these things, I suppose. Did you think it'd be off on uh, Saturday night? Well, yeah, I, I, it was only on Saturday night I started seeing some articles saying, you know, don't travel. And I got a train from Chester back to Manchester on Saturday night and they were saying, dude, people were all scrambling to get trains back so we're all going to be off on Sunday. And yeah, I think same as you, just kind of twigged, oh yeah. But uh, it was a weird one, wasn't it? Because it, it the weather was calm for a bit, then it went horrendous for about an hour and a half. And I think just around the time they postponed it, it was really, really bad. I think that's probably why the decision was made. I think it was actually made a bit late, though, to be honest. If it, if you, you give it a bit of time and and, do, and give it give the give it the afternoon, or you postpone it on Saturday night or f- at nine o'clock on Sunday morning. I thought, but I think the trains from London were taking five hours apparently because of the speed restriction. Yeah, and they they, they um, postponed it exactly five hours before kickoff. So a lot of West Ham fans will have jumped on trains and battled to get there, which and, and then yeah, started the five hours early to find out that it was all in vain. So I feel for them a bit, but yeah, probably the right decision at the end. I think it would have been a bit of a yeah, you know, Q more empty seats joke hits here, but a lot of people wouldn't have made it, even people from around here, I don't think. So would have just been a bit of a windy farce, I think. And and that's what like the club were keen to to stress, I think, that there were just like so many travel issues, not yeah. just with the, the trains from Houston, but like there was uh flooding on the M six oh two and there were just like a every traffic problem you could think of there was because of the well storm. I was trapped in my house well exactly you had the air raids I had you? the air raids I had it all it was horrible but uh, so you have to live in where you do yeah well we've made some logistical errors which we can't overcome yet but uh, if you want to crowdfund for me to get a new house then yeah. I'm more than welcome but uh, West Ham have said they will offer free coach travel for the rearranged fixture but site. Yeah, I know you were in the estate and you had a lot of this sort of stuff to write but is there any sort of indication on when we might see the uh City West Ham game rescheduled or? Um, I mean, City City's players are now off until Saturday. West Ham's players are now off until Saturday. The Premier League have said they don't want fixtures played in the winter break. Um, it's interesting what you term as the winter break because if you said that this week is the week that City and West Ham have got off, that then they're in training on Saturday. They could play in midweek if you wanted to be a bit creative with how you termed the winter break. Um, I think 
it would make most sense for City to play in next next week, Tuesday or Wednesday, um, because of the horrendous fixtures they've got. But it would again require the Premier League to sort of make a decision on what they view as the winter break, um, and it would also require West Ham to want to play then when uh, they're perfectly entitled to say no, we want to have it later in the season, just because it it would be less ideal for City to play it then it might be you know more ideal for West Ham so we don't know yet but the process has started um, with them trying to find a date but it's going to be messy for someone either way I think if City was still in the thick of a title race with Liverpool this would be a right thorny issue this I think mm, yeah. be having an almighty row today now and people you know the agenda yeah uh, Lobby like, would be out in like force. Christmas was wasn't it <laughs> exactly Christmas yeah. fixtures went, went against City until they realised the title race was over then but there's probably a bit of a uh, of a Nacho from City sadly that well the league's gone now anyway so you know they'll probably want to f- make sure it doesn't affect the Champions League run that they'll be hoping to have in anyway so, so do you think we Whereas, I'm sorry, but I was going to say, whereas West Ham are obviously going to want to, you know, they're going to need the points, aren't they, badly to stay up, so. Well, you said the Champions League, though. do you think it would help City to get this game out of the way? I mean, I know this is us being, like, cocky, but you'd expect City to win comfortably. Do you think they need to be play, have a game like that before the Real Madrid game as the build-up? Because Yeah, absolutely. Like, they've just got Leicester away now before Real Madrid, and, like, Laporte has only played one game and then has been out for three, I think. You know, do you play him at Leicester because he needs minutes before Real Madrid? But then, can he play two games in four days? Like Sane needs time to come back. Do, does the same happen with him? It, it's the margin for error for West for Real Madrid has sort of reduced massively now because of this game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, that Leicester game's become even bigger now, hasn't it? Because um, he probably wanted to try out maybe a form, a different formation or two. I don't know. Sometimes it gets a bit funky in the job. Yeah, yeah. As we saw Anfield a few years ago. Four defensive midfielders or something. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, that, that Leicester game is going to be going to be big now. But he can't really be treating that as a as um, some kind of Real Madrid experiment game either, because the only threat really is that they might get bumped into third or fourth from from Leicester. So they really need to win that, don't they? So yeah, and it's a tough place to go in it. Mm. Really, we shall see what awaits. So that, uh, when we're on the subject of grim weather, what's the worst like weather you've had at a football match? How grim's it been? Oof. <sighs> I mean, fine rain is always, always bad. Um, I mean, even in the, was it in the heat a couple of weeks ago? Your laptop perished under. <laughs> that that, that <laughs> was a cup of tea. Uh, you never spilled safe. by another journalist that will remain nameless. I was at Stamford Bridge the other season for an FA Youth Cup final, which had um, it was a thunderstorm going on. It was really quite atmospheric to to watch. That was quite nice. Nice to be at. Um, there was a game at City played home to Fulham a few years ago, um, that, where it was snowing that bad. They had to keep coming on and dr- brushing the lines of the pit of the pitch on. I remember that one. Um, and the League Cup final against Arsenal a few years ago, bizarrely, was one of the coldest I've been. I was stood in the con- I think I was just stood near a door on the concourse. There was like a, ga- a gale blowing through that door, but it was that cold. I couldn't finish my lager, so that's that says oh, a wow. lot. Oh, wow, that's how cold it was. That's the barometer we've got. To sort of measure on <laughs> you can't even I just left it to, to, to the box to ride. Just not my. I got so excited, I just kicked my bottle to the ground. <laughs> so it was off Simon's laptop. Yeah. yeah, just the for um, the wettest I've been was. Um, at a game, at a game. <laughs> dear me! How uh, many showers and baths? City, city, city pre-season in summer. It was like an absolute monsoon. Which game was that? Yeah. was that? Um 
Hong Kong, was it? No, that was uh, Japan. Yokohama? Yokohama, yeah. Um, who recently made headlines for their part in missing nine penalties in a row. Yeah, against Vissel Kobe. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, that was J-League Super Cup. Um, but yeah, they don't, do, don't really do taxis um, in Yokohama, which we didn't know until we got there, and it was teeming down, and a poor member of the Yokohama comms team wanted to help us out and stood on, I would say, an eight-lane eight highway trying to flag a taxi going at like 60 miles an hour for, I would say, 20 minutes while we were getting wet through before giving up and walking half an hour in the rain to the train station. So um, Good times. Yeah, had to wring out a lot of clothes after that. Fair enough, Yokohama beats Fulham at home. <laughs> just about, we'll just have that. Uh, well, this week... And I must use this plug because producer Asher told us we have a Talking City Facebook group. Oh. If you've got any questions, maybe if you want to tell us about the wettest you're hoping that Man City game, mm. let us know. Let us know about the worst. Keep it clean. Keep it as clean. Well, we can filter it out if not anyway. We want to see your responses. But make sure you send in any questions you get. And we had quite a few. This one from Graham Hussey um, was regarding Phil Foden. We were speaking last week, so it would have been very interesting to see the role Foden would have played yesterday against West Ham because, like I said, that's one of the few chances he's got coming up to get game time but Graham asks does Phil Foden need to leave City to get his career back on track I have no faith in Pep playing him week in week out what do you both think Chris Um, no to him leaving Um, you know I know these points have been gone over and over by a lot of people Um, but you know Pep's not just not going to want to send him away he's going to want to keep him close and make sure he's adapting to the to to the well to City's way of playing um I can understand fans' frustration with not getting as many minutes and I think it's getting to the point now where at first it was like, come on, just give him a few minutes as in like, just, you know, do, do it out of the kindness of your heart. Now there's definitely a footballing sort of argument for it. You know, there are games now where you sit and watch things. I think Phil Foden would improve City's play in this game or, you know, would add a new dimension. He's a bit more dynamic, isn't he? He picks the ball up and he runs with it and, and charges into the box and follows it into the six-yard box. So that makes him, a, you know, a potential goal scorer as well. So I do think there's the time's going to come when Pep's going to think, well, you know, especially with some of these league performances, you know, I've, um, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw him in there. So uh, I, don't, I don't think he should leave and I don't think he will leave, but... Um, it would be would be good to see him get some minutes before next season, especially if David Silva is going in the summer, as we believe. Do you see him as a player who can replace David Silva? Or do you think he's just told him we've not seen enough of yet to actually grasp just how good he is? I think he's definitely been earmarked for that role. Um, I, I don't see them as identical players. Though. I do know that you know for, for, he's left-footed and he's very tricky and he's got good ball control, but I don't think he is exactly the same as David Silva. So when you say replace, I think don't think he can replace David Silva for a start. I don't think he's as much into the threading balls through and that kind of thing. I think he's going to be... I don't know, there's a, even though he's small and tricky, there's a touch of the Frank Lampard, I think, about him, sort of hanging around on the edge of the box, you know, and like I said, charging into the six-yard box. So I think he'll score a lot more goals than David Silva. I think he'll add a different dimension but I think it may need someone to be next to him in a creative way maybe Bernardo moves infield and starts playing as a number 10 rather than a winger um, but I definitely think he's been aimed at to, to replace David Silva but whether he'll replace him like for like I don't know So for yourself what do you think Foden needs to see between now and the end of the season to do, I Ga- know Games Games to, to Games games. games Yeah I mean spot on from Chris everything he just said um, like 
previously we've said Foden should start because we see him as like some talented prospect who can come into the team and needs games but this season especially you've started to say he should start games because he gives something that no other midfielder can do at City and he, he, he is distinct from Silver he's distinct from De Bruyne from Gundogan he's got his own unique skills and he's shown that um, when he sort of played wide left um, as well I don't think his career is like not on track but it has been a bit disappointing to see him start just two league games this season and certainly even games like Liverpool away um, when he hadn't played at Atalanta in midweek because he'd been suspended you think like maybe this is a game and you've got loads of injury problems and as it was like he, Rodri came back from from injury um, but it's still the case where it's like oh there's always like another solution that doesn't involve playing Foden and uh, he, you know if if he doesn't get games then he is going to get fed up and want to to leave because as good as staying at the city is like any footballer wants to play. Don't think you can underestimate, you know, the role in being a city fan plays in that though. Mm. In terms of him leaving as well, if he was like Sancho was a London lad, you know, had no real affinity to City as a club. So obviously, if he, he as soon as he saw his path to the first team blocked, he was off basically. Whereas I think Phil's going to be much more inclined to give it as much of a chance as he can. I think the club would really have to be shunning him big time for him to leave there was a there was a mate of mine who's a City fan who said oh if I was Phil Foden I'd leave he basically echoed that point and I said well but would you rather play for Real Madrid or City and he said well City every time I said there's your answer then Phil Foden's going to want to be a City first team player more than play for anyone else because he loves the club you know but they can't, City can't I think they are kind of relying on that a little bit at the minute you know they, they probably are testing his patience a little bit so they don't need to push that too far they, they need to just try and put him being a fan aside and just treat him as a prospect you know It'll be big to see what they do in summer because they've said that, yeah, we're not replacing Silver. Yeah, we've got Phil, we've got Phil, we've got Phil. And like I've been saying, they've always found like a way to not put him in the team, it seems. So if they go out and spend big on someone to come into that midfield, then that is kind of another another player that isn't Phil um, that he has to compete with. And I know you have to compete with an extraordinary array of talent in that midfield, but it, it's kind of his time now, I think especially where they are in the league do you think there's an added frustration from Foden the fact that he was so instrumental in that England and 17 World Cup when he was the next big thing he still is maybe the next big thing but now there's like a resurgence of the English central attacking midfielder you've got Madison Grealish even like Todd Cantwell at Norwich and Foden should be amongst those players shouldn't he but at the moment he's not he, he, he can be though in a way that like but do you not think that if he's been he, given game time this season he could be in a position to go to the Euros this summer yeah perhaps yeah um but in the same sense, like he wasn't with the 21s for very long at all, and because he's not been played up throughout his career, so he wasn't in the 21s for ages. And then suddenly last summer, he turned into like the 21s best player, and it was like a national outrage that Aidy Boothroyd dropped him for the second game. So you know, and he and he was only just turned 19 in May, I think. So he he wasn't an old 21. Um, so when he does get his chance, I don't think he'll take long to to show what he's all about. Watch your space. We'll wait and see. Uh, next question came in from Peter Burton. It's the usual weekly question about Pep Guardiola. There's a lot of questions about his future at the club, but from Peter Burton, all he wants to know, dead to the point, how long do you both think Pep will stay at City for? Uh, I was a piece of string. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I, I seem to be in the minority on this a little bit. I do think he may stay a, a few years yet. 
Um, partly because, well, when I say where else does he go, obviously he walks into most other jobs in world football, but I don't think he's ever had the control or the, you know, the freedom to shape a club, not just a team, but a club like he like he's been given the chance to here at City. I think, you know, um, at Barca he had elected presidents who were foisting signings on him and things, which he got fed up with in the end. At Bayern you had the sort of legends row of... Rumenigger and Beckenbauer ch- chirping in every five minutes saying this isn't the Bayern way and that kind of thing. Um, obviously, it's, it, City are in many respects now Pep FC and I think, you know, he might think, you know, he, he may well think, well, where, where do I go from here? And I know he tries to emphasise the fact, well, I might get sacked. I love it when he rings up. He says, I'll stay till as long as I'm sacked. You know, the, as if the idea cheeky frog marching down a corridor at the Etihad. Thanks, but no thanks, mate. You know. Tony Pulis is still available. <laughs> yeah, give it big time to the end of the season. Um, yeah, so I, I just I find that idea baffling. I think I think the board will let him stay as long as he wants, unless it's we finish tenth, three three years on the trot or something. I think he'd be given as long as he wants, and I think he might think, well, I've got. I've got control, I've got some really good young players to work with and I've got funds to spend on players that I want to supplement them with. So definitely there's a possibility of him of him staying a good another three, two, three, possibly four years. But then again he could just you know, one day that we might just wake up and that's that. So I don't know, it's an unanswerable question, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, and that, you know, when like Arteta left and it was put to Pep like is sort of the fact that we don't know when you're gonna leave a reason why Mikel might have felt he had to go um, and like Pep said yeah what are you going to do sack me like no no you're not um, he will go when he wants to go and like Chris says he's sort of got everything set up for him at City um, I can't see him not staying another year to see out his contract he's never not seen out a contract um, should City win the Champions League this season that is the only thing I could think he might want to go out on a high we said like that yeah, last week in the office when we were speaking about ourselves that he'll want to go out on a high but do you think he'll almost relish the fact of trying to win his title back next season now that Liverpool have it yeah absolutely he loves proving people wrong and I think as well what you've kind of um, what you've got to think about yeah he, you know eventually things take its toll and he's always said he'll leave when the players no longer sort of respond to him in the same way but after his first season that kind of he brought his own players in and uh, the scope to do that again there was there was frustration last summer that they didn't bring in a centre back so again if they have a really frustrating summer um, coming up and then next season we're all talking about well City's title challenge has failed because they've not brought in the right people then he might be thinking do I want to keep sticking around and people keep laughing at me and saying I'm not a good manager because I've not got the players that I need um, so there is that but he will relish the idea of, of winning his title back and showing that he's not well there's more to him than silly people say there are there is two hypothetical questions coming up now for both of you this one comes Hmm. from Simon Kerr and it's on the subject of Pep again but he says if Pep was to leave this summer who do you think would be the best suited to succeed him and why are there any obviously you don't want to think about life after Pep but Chris is there anyone that you think would be in that mould do you think you'd want to go for someone similar to Guardiola or rip up the work and go for a, a new new approach so it was the question if you left this summer yeah yeah. Um, I, I know before Arteta left a lot of the, the thinking seemed to be well you know um, it, it'll be him and it'll be the continuity guy and stuff I was never really I never really sort of was into that that much I just couldn't see City handing over the reins to 
someone who'd never managed a top club before that, you know, that uh, wanted to upset our producer. Maybe he went. To, that's why he went to Arsenal to, um, you know, to, to see how he got on managing a bit a club of that stature. But um, you would think someone like Pochettino, if he was still out of work, or even Brendan Rodgers, I know that he's he's a figure of fun um, for a lot of fans, isn't he? But I think he really is proving now, especially uh, especially recently at Leicester, that you know they were playing a lot of good football and look look where they are in the league, you know. And I think um, I saw some reports a few months ago that he'd be someone who'd be high on City's list, and that wouldn't surprise me either, to be honest. I can see, you know I can see him bringing so two players from the academy. Would you think he's a good fit then, Brendan Rodgers? Do you, even though. Like you said, it's sometimes a figure of fun. He's had the connections with Liverpool that wouldn't bother you as a future City manager. I, 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 he's got a bit of a stigma around him, hasn't he? And I don't really know why. You know, like, and I, I can imagine the appointment being met with a bit of outcry in some quarters of City's fan base and derision in, from a lot of opposite fans. But just being from a personal point of view, I don't think he'd be that bad of an appointment. I couldn't, I could see it, but I, I think someone like Pochettino is a lot more likely if it was this summer. But it's an idea. The standout candidate for me is Pochettino. Um, I know people say I doesn't want a trophy, but for for me, he's just been outstanding at Tottenham. And I remember the furore when Southampton replaced Nigel Adkins with him, and it was like, who does Southampton think they are bringing in this this foreign guy who nobody knows? Stealing and, our jobs. Yeah, Neil like Nigel Adkins would have kept Southampton up surely, and now they'll be ruined. And, and he turned Southampton into a glamorous team, a really he? really good team who Liverpool bought all the players off him um, and the work he's done with Spurs and you know it takes a really special coach to get the better of Guardiola and Pochettino's done it more than most and I thought he was superb in the, the Champions League quarter and getting that Spurs team to the to the final when you know they weren't it's not like they were outplayed in the final it was just one of those a things dog of a game, it was it? a really poor game yeah um, they both had a break hadn't they and caught up with them but um, but yeah my problem with the continuity candidate like Arteta is that Guardiola is the best manager in the world so it's like trying to replace Sir Alex Ferguson like Sir Alex Ferguson kept things together at United because he was so good and then he left and everything that he was holding together fell apart like what if as much as possession football and everything else that Guardiola brings what if it's just him and he sees things that no one else doesn't so you know, if you, if you try and have like Guardiola light, then it might all fall down because you've not got the sort of the genius of Guardiola to to pull it off. But I think Pochettino's got that spark that can, and he will be determined to to win a trophy to shut those people up. I do think there'll be someone outside the club. There does seem to have been like this, this idea from when Pep came in that you know whoever's number two will be yeah. will have a season under his wing or something. You know, I've just yeah. like I said before, I've just never really gone with this idea. I think they will take another manager from another top club because that's how they regard themselves now. I don't think they'll take a punt on on you know someone who looks a reasonable coach or whatever. They'll they want to go for a stellar name and someone who's proved themselves. If Arteta was to really rip up trees at Arsenal, I could see him coming back. But I think if not, it will be like another top manager even in England or in Europe. Yeah, Pochettino probably is the standard. You'd think like Arteta would have to win a trophy probably for him to be considered, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. Um, And get them back to the Champions League. You know, it's like a great story for for them if they were to bring in like Arteta or Patrick Vieira or it shows like how good the City football group is. But if we sort of detach City from the City football group for a minute and just treat them as like one of the top clubs in Europe that they're trying to be, well that they are then uh, they should be looking at the best appointment regardless of whether they've worked for City before 
talking about the uh, best appointments, it's impossible not to talk about Liam Messi, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, excited, can't believe it's taken us this long. How excited were you last week when you saw those, those reports, those rumours that you know? Uh, yeah, but I've just seen them so many times before. <laughs> it's just Groundhog Day number 256, isn't it? Um, the, the line, I think, that Simon might know better than me, but I think the line from City is essentially, you know, if he becomes available, we think we might be in the best... Of the, one of the best positions of anyone but it's the the big if is would he leave Barcelona I can't see it Pep said he can't see it and I, there is a danger it just become like, I've tried to envisage Messi playing for City and like we get Bournemouth away just like you know every time he miscontrolled a ball away and it goes up for, for throwing and it's just it would just turn into like the Messi circus wouldn't it and I think I don't know like I, I think it'd be fun for a few weeks and I think it could become really tedious I'm not saying I wouldn't want him to, to sign for City if he was available obviously I would but it, it would just be it would be a complete circus I think and you, you are that's what they'd be signing themselves up for but I suppose from the owner's point of view it would just Plonks, you know, City firmly on the world map of football if they weren't already. So they'll definitely go for him if he's available. But I just personally can't see him leaving Barcelona. I just can't. I, I think there are sort of two things that have brought this more into play because it's not like we just get bored and write like, oh, Messi's coming to City. City want Messi. You know, this uh, contract clause that he's got that is remarkable that means he can leave for free at the end of the season if he wants to. Um, is, is, right? is pretty wild I like, wish I had one of those well. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, you can leave whenever you want mate and <laughs> See ya. Uh, the other was his outburst on Instagram at um, Eric Abidal the sporting director who like they've been teammates together and also Messi never comments on these kind of things so for him to speak out was pretty pretty huge so it wasn't that Messi to City was suddenly on it was just that it was like more on that it's probably been for five years um, and you know it would be remiss of City not to say oh, by the way Leo you know just so you know if you ever want to change the scenery we're here for you and we're basically set up to get the best out of you so some like some stuff on the radio like where would Messi fit in at City like, just it's just Leo <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. we need a centre half <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah, you know, who who wouldn't want to see Messi in the Premier League and City would dearly love to have him and are one of the few clubs that could afford him if he was on a free transfer. Yeah, there'd be astronomical wages and if you were to bring him in on those wages then other players might want to to push theirs up but at the same time it's Messi. If he's available, you'd do it. He is one of like maybe three or four players in world football that you'd say that for. Yeah. I mean, City's never really gone for the Galactico kind of uh, transfer policy, no. have they? Like when they got obviously Rubinho, I suppose you could argue, but they kind of tried that for about three weeks when they when the when the when the shake first took over. But since then, it's been trying to buy players and you know like at the sort of fifty million mark and try and improve them into hundred and fifty million pounds, which they've players, done, yeah, which time, they have time done. again. So that we would see the whole transfer policy kind of thrown out the window to just it throw the kitchen it, sink at someone like Messi, but because it's him, you can see them doing it. Can't would be if it's free and if he's like say he's 50 million pound a year in wages which would be wild but set well you know they spent 42 on Mangala so 50 million for Messi 42 for Mangala like (laughs) God I hope he proves that 8 million worth haven't you yeah yeah and you know um, it was pointed out like City have got 17 million Instagram followers and Messi has got 100 million so that if they can tag him a few posts it's not like oh his shirt sales would pay for itself but he would bring in a hell of a lot of money to them 
And do you think like, a sign of that could really... I mean, because there's still from other top clubs, I'll use them in inverted, color, color, inverted commas, in Europe, still don't see City as being one of the big boys on the elite table. But if it's Man City and they've got Leo Messi... There's no disputing from the old boys buying a Real Madrid that you know this. this oh, it would cause a massive stink. Everyone would be furious. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everyone would be absolutely fuming that Messi was playing for City. Yeah, so. it would would be a change of direction, wouldn't it? Because it, the, you know, yeah. the the image the image of City has been. I think a lot of the other top um, chairman in the top leagues think they they have gone for the Glasgow thing. They go, oh, yeah. they just they just buy who they want and all that kind of thing. It's like, well, they don't really. They buy quite, you know, so. But you know, players who, who prospects and, and build them up, and they have to pay a certain amount because everyone knows they've got money. Exactly. So it's like the, because the price will go up if City coming for a player. You look at even like when they bought Edison, people saying that much for a goalkeeper. Well, yeah, he's proven it. Sterling yeah. proven it. Gabriel Jesus proven it. Sane proven it. Bernardo. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, also talking about Messi from like a playing point of view, you've got like Aguero who's still getting the goals, but contract runs out in 2021. Jesus is young. People still aren't sure Jesus is going to be the Aguero successor. Like having Messi for two years, tied you over, would be a pretty decent way to tide you over. That that would probably be worth hundred million for him. Do you, the only thing I'd say, do you unanimously think the positives outweigh the negatives in the fact that you said it'll be a lot of money, you might upset some other players, you might have to lose some other players, and the expectations on City go up a notch again, don't the, they? The positives massively outweigh the negatives, but it's very very unlikely to happen so it doesn't matter <laughs> so what we spent five minutes talking but, about but it's, but it's more likely to happen than it has been in the last yeah. five years so who knows might be on Chris Slater's Man City calendar 2021 yet after yeah, Wednesday Messi 10 I'll get it printed just in case <laughs> we'll get them stock sell them down the, down the market uh, tomorrow but uh, Si Chris thank you very much for joining this week on the Talking City podcast like we said there is a Talking City Facebook group so if you want to get your uh, questions in for next week's show then we will have them answered and we will be back again next week who knows if we'll have a preview of a West Ham game or not we'll keep you posted on the MEN about all the developments over that fixture rescheduling and we will see you again next time